Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host Roxanne. I'm a mum of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rise of Her podcast. I hope you've all had an amazing week as always. In today's episode, I am chatting with the amazing Sarah from She's So Seasonal, and she is such a wonderful person. I think you guys will really appreciate and love this episode, and there is so much in here that you can learn from Sarah, especially if you are struggling with being authentically yourself and showing up online, if that's something that you're interested in as well. It's a really, really good conversation, and I'm sure you will all enjoy it. So let's get straight into the episode. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on the Rise of Her podcast with me today. I'm so excited to have you on as a guest. Thank you so much. I've been so excited for this and I just love your vibe and I feel like you and I just totally mix and match our energy together. So I've just been hyped up to come on your podcast and just... (laughs) go for the flow of things. (laughs) I actually feel exactly the same because we, I was on your podcast, was it earlier in the year? When I was pregnant. Um, Yeah. And I, and you've had your baby since. Yes. So exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Time goes so fast, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh, I cannot believe three months has already gone by. Oh my God. Since you gave birth, it just (laughs) happened so fast. It has. And um, so much has changed as well. Like when I had you on my podcast, um, it was just all exciting because we were just kind of getting into like the chats of where you have been and your story really inspired me and my audience. So then when you came and reached out to me and said, I'd love to share your story, I got a little bit shy about it because I thought, wait a second, what is my story? <laughs> no, but you have the best energy. Like you're like one of those people that I would easily say that I've met and you just have so you're like a ray of sunshine, like just so bright and peppy. And every time I see you on socials, I'm so excited and just like lift the vibe so much. So I just really, I really wanted to have you on the podcast. I was so glad that you were open to it. Thank you. That's so, thank you. I really appreciate those words. All right. So did you want to introduce yourself to my community a little bit? What you do, a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Sarah. I run the Instagram handle, She's So Seasonal. Basically, how do I describe myself? I started my Instagram page because one day I was scrolling through and I noticed like this was seven years ago. I noticed that all there ever was were high-end fashion bloggers, like the Gucci, the Louis Vuittons, like the really high-end expensive mansions and cars. And it was this fancy life. And here I am working in an office wearing Kmart. And I was so embarrassed to admit that because this was back in the day where Kmart was in their daggy era, not their chic sleigh era that they're in right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm talking, you know, the daggy era. And I made it work. And a lot of people will compliment me and say, oh my God, where did you get that belt from? Is it Gucci? Because Kmart then slowly started bringing in like dupes and similar Mm -hmm. styles. So I thought maybe I could be part of this cool club, but just on my own budget. I never saw anyone promoting Kmart, Target, all those affordable brands. It was always these high-end brands. And one day there was this fashion blogger who finally posted this beautiful red polka dot Kmart dress. And I died. I thought, oh, stop it. Is This is beautiful. Like she styled it. She was on the street because street fashion was a big thing where bloggers would go out onto the street 
film in front of fan, take photos in front of like fancy houses and do the full accessories head to toe. And she wore this Kmart outfit and I thought, yes, finally, I feel seen. Finally, mm-hmm. that there is someone out there who is promoting styles that I am wearing. So I ran out to Kmart, I got the red dress, I copied her style and I got so many compliments at the office that I reached out to this girl and I said, thank you so much. It's really nice to see that you are promoting women who are on a budget um, Mm -hmm. that can look chic. I asked her a question and she was extremely rude, like too good to be spoken to. I was really hurt because I really looked up to her for many years. And to get that response, I thought, wait a second, you've got this big audience that is influenced by you, that likes you. And this is how you speak to them. So I thought, you know what? Screw that. I think I need to be the person that goes out there and creates a bit of a change and maybe I can start showing my affordable fashion. And the one number one rule that I had with myself when I started this Instagram page is never, ever, ever be rude to anyone. Always make it about the community. Always talk to people. Always treat them like a friend because I was that girl once. I know what it was like when I saw someone I admired, I looked up to, I finally felt seen and then I felt shut down. So that was the whole message. I started my Instagram account and the first post I did was a hair clip that I got from Kmart saying, welcome to my page. Um, You're going to be featuring like budget styles, blah, 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 blah. And Kmart reshared my photo that day. And I thought, okay, I felt like I was a queen. I thought Kmart's (laughs) reposting my photo. What is this life? I thought I was amazing. And then I thought, okay, this has got to be something. This is amazing. And I started just sharing little bits of finds from Kmart, Ali Fashion, Target, Big W, just lots of affordable styles and how you can sort of wear it in the wardrobe pieces that you have. And my page just blew up from that because people started seeing themselves in me and they started saying, wait a second, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And that is when other content creators started jumping on board and they were influenced to start their page. And then I started connecting with them. And really, it's just kind of snowballed from there. And it's gone from myself just loving fashion and doing fashion on the side, secretly watching all these like high-end bloggers thinking there's no way I can put myself online to then being online to then getting requests to do styling sessions. And that is another story in itself, how I even (laughs) started my business through this to now just having this huge community. And it's all about the women. It's all about be yourself, wear yourself and just rock it. It doesn't matter what you wear. It still doesn't even matter if you wear high-end fashion. As long as you're a kind person and you're kind to yourself, that's all I care about. And that's really the scope of me is that She So Seasonal came as a shower thought. Actually, it was in the shower. I was trying to think of like a way to come up with my name. And I really loved this travel page that said, She's Not Lost. And I thought, oh, I really like that. She's not lost. And originally it was going to be keeping up with Kmart, but I thought, Ah. no, I don't want to be tied to just like the brand Kmart. And then I I said, oh, what, what can I do? My husband yells out and he goes, what about seasonal, seasonal Sarah? And I was like, hmm, what about she's so seasonal? And that's just how it all started from there. And here we are. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Like, I love that you had seen this woman that you admired and then you had that experience. But instead of taking that so, like, it could have gone another way. Obviously, you could have thought about it and been like, no, I'm done. Like, I don't want to associate myself on the internet. But you took that and you used it as fuel to create something else. 
So that is incredible. And you can tell by your content that it is all from a kind heart. Like it's so easy to see in all of your content that you come from a place of love and yeah. You also have these, you also put together so many outfits and share so much content that is valuable in the sense that it, it is affordable and it's also accessible. Yeah. And I think that that is a major thing. The fact that people can just go down to Kmart that afternoon and pick up what <laughs> they need or what they want or what they were inspired by. I'm still doing it myself. I inspire yeah. myself. <laughs> I, literally I saw, I saw, um, the, was it yesterday, was it? You posted the pictures of everybody kind of like a few girls all in the same outfits I loved it I replied to you and I was like please let me in oh you'll be let on me. it you'll be on my page <laughs> I ran to Kmart I I inspired someone sent me a Kmart outfit and I ran I kid you not I was like take Sunny I gotta go to Kmart I yeah. gotta quickly do this and I ran down got the content came back yeah. yeah but it's funny like going off what you said um I think what it is is I grew up extremely poor mm-hmm. and I grew up living on op shops and <laughs> thrifting is a vibe but sometimes it's not a vibe because sometimes you can't find your sizes so me growing up in high school on the op shop and Kmart at the time was so expensive for us and daggy but it was expensive it was like all I had were these two options and when I went op shopping sometimes I'd wear boy Mm t-shirts and try and make boys wear look cool and so for me I've grew up in an environment where we didn't have a lot we literally had we would run out of milk And then my mum would have to fill it up with water, with the little milk that was left in the bottom, just so we had milk, because we literally couldn't afford it. At one Mm -hmm. point, we were nearly living on the street. Like, I could share so many stories about my my upbringing. And Mm -hmm. so I had to make it work. I wanted to feel trendy. I wanted to feel feel cool in school and I got bullied a lot as well and I had bad acne and so I think where my kind heart comes from is I can see women because I was one and Mm -hmm. it could be from any situation it could be from maybe you don't have the money or maybe you feel like you don't have the looks or maybe you feel like you don't have the body type or maybe you feel like because in the era I grew up in as well it was the Miranda Kerr era it was the era where it was all supermodels it was all airbrushing and I used to fixate myself on those I used to want to be those women but I was never that woman I and I always thought why why not me and I think as women doesn't matter how you look today I feel like we all go through this and I'm sure you can relate because I know we've touched on looks before and hating Mm -hmm. ourselves and needing to feel like we had to change but when you actually go wait a second I want to look in the mirror and go this is who I am how can I just enhance the beauty within does that Mm -hmm. mean learning makeup does that mean doing my hair does that mean learning how to style does that mean maybe just embracing my quirky personality and not being shy and actually just putting myself out there online and hopefully someone will see me and I think a lot of times my content can be really um, controversial because I am not afraid to say it how it is and say what we're all thinking whereas a lot of the times online there is this trend still whereas I sort of jump on and I sit back and go wait a second why is no one talking about xyz I'm going to share this on my platform and so many women will respond and say thank you for speaking up and I think Mm -hmm. that it just comes back to I wish I had a friend like myself growing up yeah so I became her I love that so much (laughs) because it really reminds me of you know that quote it's that quote that says you are best to serve the person that you once were 
Oh, I've I never heard something that. Like that quote is like ingrained in my soul because I have been bullied as well. I've had an eating disorder growing up. I didn't have a lot of money either, so I can really relate to your story. I was creative for the exact same reason with how I style my outfits and being comfortable with playing around and having fun with what you wear. Mm-hmm. And just so much of what you said just really resonated with me. That oh, I'm just like on the verge of tears. I'm just like, Oh, that's like no. <laughs> it really like it really resonates with me because I I have been that girl as well, and that's the girl that I am always trying to make feel better. Yeah, because like you said, like I wanted a friend like me, and I needed that friend when I was growing up. So what better way than to do it on social media for everyone to have access to? And I think what we don't realize is that the friend is always there. You are the friend. It's tapping into that energy. And I think that what you lack right now is actually what you need. So if you are somebody who can't afford nice things, why don't you be the influence within to wear the things that you currently can afford to make it feel like you are someone special it's the same as what you eat or what you, where you live and what you do. And I think that you are the friend within and it really starts with going in first and shutting out the noise. And for me, as I mentioned, I was following this fashion blogger and loving her content, loving the way she is. And the moment she spoke to me, I thought, wait, you are not a nice person. Mm-hmm. And it changed everything for me. And I thought, well, why am I looking up to these people when they're not even who they say they are? So maybe it's about time that I look up to myself. And my goodness, I was very shy. I never filmed. It was just a static photo. It was just like me with my head turned and like a little clip. And my confidence eventually just built upon that because the more that I showed up for myself and I did it for me first, like I became my first friend, the more that like my community came because they started to see themselves in me. And it blows my mind because... I have women all around the world messaging me and I think, how do you see yourself through me? And I think, you know what it is? It's because I'm just authentically being me. Then they can go, well, if she's doing it, I can do it. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's the message. And I think that that's really important. We all look in within first and that is I guess, the secret sauce to finding yourself in this life. I totally agree with you. I was having a conversation with my husband the other day about how adults can tend to find it really hard to make friends. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about it and we're like, why is that? Like, why do adults struggle so much to find friends and make good quality friends? And you kind of realize it's because people aren't being themselves yes, and they're not being authentic to the things that they love and who they are. And they're performing in a sense, and they're trying to act in a way that makes people like them or what they, what they perceive to be what people would like about them. Whereas if you are yourself, there is nothing else that you can be. There's nothing else for anyone else to judge because that is exactly what you are, who you are. There's nothing they can say. They either like you or they don't. And not everyone's going to like you regardless of if you're pretending or not. Well, it's like children, right? Like they make friends so effortlessly because they go up there and said, hey, you want to be friends? No? Cool. And then they just run off and play with the sandbox. It's so (laughs) true. My kids do that and it's hilarious to watch, but they don't care. They're like, oh, they probably just don't like it. Yeah, because we overthink everything as adults and the older we get we have more responsibilities we have more insecurities we compare ourselves to people online and to Netflix and all these TV shows that come out
out and mm-hmm. there's just so much noise. And for me, I had to really scrap all that and I actually made podcasting my best friends. So there was a period where when I was transi- transitioning from starting my business, I really tapped into this new energy that I had. And a lot of my old life had to die away. And that included a lot of toxic friends, a lot of toxic friends. And I didn't see it at the time until I started really working on my self-love journey. Mm -hmm. And when you work on your self-love and you want to be a better person, you want to think better, you want to do better. It's really difficult when the people around you are not understanding that or supporting you so that Mm -hmm. you either move away from them or you stay there. And this is the thing that happened to me. I ended up moving away because I realized my life is so short. I need to do more. I want to do more. I want to be more. And I think that's the scary part is initially saying I'm going to make a change. And in order for me to make a change, I really have to look at the top five people that I hang around with. Do they motivate me? Do they support me? Do they inspire me? And if they don't, then no wonder you feel stuck because Mm -hmm. it's just a negative cycle. So one, there was a period in my life where I was starting my business and a lot of my friends ended up just walking away from me and I had no one except me and my my partner at the time, my husband. He's my husband now, but he was my partner at the time. <laughs> and you know what I did? I found five podcasters who were up be energetic, positive, just go get a women. And they became my best friend. I literally every single day went for a walk, grabbed a coffee, walked around the block for an hour and I put on a podcast and I just let their voices in my ears and I visualized and I just imagined myself being friends with these girls, being that type of woman and just thinking, yes, it's really shitty at the moment that I feel really alone right now. COVID hit, I lost my job. I'm just starting the styling business. I've got no friends. What can I do in this moment? And that's what I did. I just let the podcasters become my friends to keep my energy aligned. And then eventually my community grew and my community became my friends. I started styling. I got all these beautiful clients. And then in the mix of all of that, I decided to create this gorgeous membership. And now I have this amazing community inside there that we chat on the daily. I've got team members. I've got friends like you now, like online creators that we could meet online and just within a second become friends. And I feel like I wouldn't be here today talking to someone as amazing as yourself with the same mindset and energy if it wasn't for me having to make that decision seven years Mm -hmm. ago. First off, that's like, the sweetest thing you've ever said to me thank you Uh, (laughs) but also it's I love that you said all of that like all of that everything that you say I I freaking love but like (laughs) the fact that you said about the podcasting and you listened to five podcasts like podcasters that uplifted you and made you feel like they were your friends I think that that is so incredible because a lot of people do struggle to find friends that are going to lift them up. And, you know, you said the same thing. And I've had that in the past as well when I was going through a a growth period, a very tough growth period where I had no friends and I kind of removed myself from people where I was not aligned with their their values anymore. And it was I would prefer to be alone than Mm -hmm. to have that energy around me. And that's hard, isn't it? Yeah, It's so difficult because you don't want to hurt anyone as well, especially if you're a bit of a people pleaser. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And you don't want to be alone either. Like being alone. No one wants to be alone. alone. (laughs) No, but I mean, I always believed that I would then find my people and I have, and I'm so freaking grateful for every single person that I come like, 
like I come across and have the same values as me and really align with me and understand me and want me to do better. But it is really hard, like you said. And I love that you shared that because that's a really, really good way for anyone else who's going through the same thing and they want to remove, you know, toxic friendships or be around a higher vibe in a sense. Go listen to some podcasts, like yeah. listen to some women. Like and especially especially if you're a woman, it's really it's some really good podcasts out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that make you feel like if you want to listen to Sarah all the time, I'll link her. <laughs> But <laughs> some badass yeah. energy out there that could really yeah. lift up the vibe and they're in your ear. So yeah. why not? Why not? Go grab a coffee. But so it makes me really think about changing your environment mm. as well and how important that is when you feel when you're feeling stuck. And for me, I always like I'll go into changing my office around or going through my wardrobe, just little yeah. things at home. Yeah. Because I'm feeling a little bit stuck. Or it'll be, you know, sometimes with social media, especially like go through and, and look at who you're following. Mm-hmm. Like what content are you consuming in a sense? Like have a look at your environment. If you're wanting to, I guess, up level a little bit, take a look at what you would like your future environment to look like and then slowly like chip away at it, right? Yes, yes. And I took, yeah. I actually took some advice from you. So when I was pregnant, you told me the story about how you were wearing all black and then one day you inspired to wear pink after you had your babies and you were like, what is wait a second, I've got no colour. We talked a little bit about just like yeah. colour and how we were just talking about we get so caught up in this one look and we feel a bit sluggish and then suddenly we're like, I want to change that. But where is that change? How do I start? Like it's so scary, right? I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was thinking about you and I said, my wardrobe at the moment doesn't reflect who I am because I'm in between sizes. I've got all my mm-hmm. big maternity clothes and I've got clothes that are still not fitting me yet, but I'm also not really vibing. So what I did is I did a full wardrobe haul. I just put a podcast on. I just ripped into my wardrobe and I literally just got rid of everything and donated it because I thought, well, I am no longer the maternity woman that I was. I'm not going to fit into these anymore. And they kind of reminded me of a time that was really difficult because my labor was difficult in my body. And there was so much in that that I had to let that go and say, thank you for being there for me when giving me that story and that experience. But I'm no longer there anymore. So I had to let that ward- those wardrobe pieces go. Then mm-hmm. I looked at the pieces I currently had and I tried on every single piece. And yes, jeans as well, which are horrendous. And I decided to keep the ones that were sort of fitting me and the ones that I'm like, I think I could fit into this. In a, in a month or so. And I just went on a big shopping trip and I decided, who am I? And I'm still in it now trying to figure out who am I? Like, I want to be a trendy mom. What mm-hmm. does that look like? How does she look? And it's really about rebirthing. And I think in life, just like seasons, we change. So this time last year, think about it. Where were you last summer? I was pregnant. I was so <laughs> pregnant, yeah. right? And now I'm not. So the woman that I was summer and then the summer before then I was in my business hot girl era where I was like thriving working up the ladder then I was in my pregnant era I was heavily pregnant and then now here I am so your wardrobe pieces your environment changes with the season and that's why a lot of people feel stuck and they go why do I feel stuck why am I not vibing with my environment why am I because you've changed as well you're in a new season yes You've changed. Yeah, it's massive. It's really interesting after you have a baby and I know the exact feeling that you are going through. I've been there so many times, (laughs) but 
The fact that you have accepted that and been like, I'm not this woman anymore and that's okay. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) It's really hard for people to do that, especially with maternity stuff. I don't know if you had this thought come across your mind when you were going through that, but you want to hold on to it. You're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll have another baby and I'll want to wear it again or (laughs) anything like that. But, but like we've spoken about in the past, clothing holds memories. Yeah, it does. And it is very, if you are having, if you've got clothing in your wardrobe that is reminding you of a more traumatic time in your life or a time that you really were struggling, why would you want to hold on to that? And and, and (laughs) it's not just clothing. It's hard to let it go. It is. Yeah. It's hard to let it go, but like if you want to move forward, you sometimes you do have to let those things go. Yes. And that's, it comes back to the whole friendship conversation. And like, mm. we had this rug that was gifted to me from an old, old friend of mine and we're no longer friends. And every time I walked into the house, my memory was the friendship that we had. And it was sad. It just made me feel sad that we were no longer friends. And then we eventually decided to take the rug out. There is this energetic release when you do remove something that was a memory for you, especially if it was a traumatic experience or a sad memory. And like, you don't have to completely get rid of it. You could roll it up and put it in your cupboard, but there is something about letting go and accepting who you are today. And I think that's the biggest thing is really just accepting who you are. And I think that's where it comes back to my whole message online is if I can accept who I am and show the real raw me, hopefully Mm. women out there can see themselves in that way and accept them. That's my whole goal. Through all the seasons. Through all the seasons. She's so seasonal. (laughs) Think of things the same way that women especially go through seasons consistently and life always happens that way. And I think it's very important to accept that and just flow with it and do what you can Mm -hmm. because summer comes back around. Spring comes back around and that's when you can thrive and then you have your, you know, more winters and your autumns where you you chill out a little bit and go go inward and I definitely agree with that. So I really love that you shared that. Thank you. (laughs) So I'd actually really love to know about how you've felt through that period of having a new baby, nothing really fitting you and then going into that new phase of your life and looking for your new style like how have you navigated that and are you taking any steps to try and find that or are you kind of flowing with it yeah I felt really sad but I didn't realize that you could grieve a life you once had and I think there is again this pressure that you've got to love every stage of your life. You've got to love being a mom. You've got to love labor. You've got to love, just got to love everything. And for me, it was extremely painful, extremely traumatic, really difficult that first month. And I cried every day. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was diagnosed with prenatal depression, which I didn't even know was a thing that you could get during pregnancy. So I really struggled with all of that, trying to manage my business, trying to manage my lifestyle, trying to work out what it's like to have a baby, trying to work out my new body shape, trying to make sure that I'm still uplifting everyone else up online, even myself. So it was really overwhelming. Then there came a bit of bullying online because my fashion content then started to become pregnancy content and I couldn't control that. That was my body changing and a lot of women were getting angry at me saying, you're just another mummy blogger. How dare you get pregnant? how dare you do this? Or I can't fall pregnant. How dare you fall pregnant? And I copped a lot of 
horrible messages online and I had to take a full month off because I was overwhelmed with the fact that here I am just being myself, posting my everyday life and just helping women and women were coming at me because I didn't, yeah, that was one thing I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of um, shifts and changes I had to do within myself to get back to the point of, wait a second, this is who I am now. I need to fully embrace this. Either you're going to like this or not. Mm -hmm. Then offline, there was a lot going on. I had a lot of pain, a lot of appointments, like there was just a lot going on. And then when I gave birth and entered this whole new mum life, it was a huge shock. So my baby was just difficult when it came to breastfeeding and latching. And I learned I had flat nipples, which I didn't know was a thing. So that was a whole new story for myself that I had to work on. And I felt so insecure Mm -hmm. with my body. I thought my body was failing me. I tried everything. And then um, I had a cesarean. So I kept looking at my bloated stomach and this massive cut on me. And I did. I really struggled in that first month because I thought, whoa, my whole life has fully shifted. So what I did is I took a step back and I thought, what do you do? What do you do? Mm -hmm. That was really just the question I asked myself. And I said, you help women, help yourself. And I was like, okay. So sweet. I was like, help myself. How do I help others? And how can I help my, Sarah, just do what you do. And that is start with your wardrobe, do some small steps every day, go get a coffee, go and do your hair, go and make it a 5% challenge. And that's when I started my daily challenges. And I thought, all right, maybe every single day I can find 5% to make me feel like me. And I did every single day. I found 5%, whether it was putting on makeup, whether it was wearing a cute top instead of my oversized husband's shirts and that's all I wore. Um, Maybe it was just going for a quick walk around the block. It was just little 5% things every day. And I think I got up to day 15 and I ended up stopping it because I found myself and my life just bloomed. It just got better and easier and then my baby entered three months now and it is easier and like everyone says life does get easier and you can work it all out but it really came back to me asking that question of who are you and what do you do and what do you like to do and I think those were the steps that really helped me kind of see myself and go right Sarah we need to start from scratch and maybe I'll document this new part and I think it's really helped a lot of women again because it's helping them see that hang on a second I can get out of the house today if she can do it I can do it and it's scary oh my god getting out of the house with a newborn is so scary and so it's a full day effort yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like it's not an everyday thing but I want to make sure that I don't want to be how I was when I was growing up. And um, we were isolated from the world. We didn't have anything. We lived in the car at one point. And I Mm -hmm. just feel like I have opportunities now. I've built a life now. And I think it really just comes back to, again, this new chapter and just tapping into myself again and being my friend again. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I loved your challenge. I loved watching it and watching you go from not really knowing yeah. and not really feeling it and then going, look, I'm just going to try something here. And then getting to, like you said, day 15 and feeling like yourself again. Yeah. Like I just absolutely love that. And that was you being proactive too. Like you didn't have to do that. You wanted to do that for yourself. Yes. And I am so like... Very, I'm, I admire that so much because it's a very, very hard thing to do, especially in those first three months after having a baby. I tell everyone, <laughs> everybody, the first 12 weeks of having a newborn is always the hardest. Yes. And I have always found that to be the most difficult, especially when you're in that kind of weird stage where your body's still trying to figure out what it actually is doing mm-hmm. and you're trying to recover. And then you've got a new baby as well that yeah. you're trying to take care of. And not really knowing what's going on. So you should be really proud of yourself in and the fact that you did take those steps and you have found, you know, this this new version of you. Yeah. And I think it's still finding. I think it never stops. And it never stops. It no. never stops. <laughs> and I think you just the way I look at it is you just gotta try and make it work. And there are good days and there are still bad days. And it's just a matter of for me personally, I just wanted to continue who I was but in a new way and what did that look like now that I have a baby and yeah I don't know I think it's I think it does come back to as well your again your environment too so I didn't watch the news I don't watch scary movies I don't I don't do anything that's going to bring my vibration down at all and because already I've got so much responsibility so much pressure on my body my mind my soul my spirit like my life like there's just so much that the last thing I need is to binge someone who's complaining online or listen to someone who is just bringing me down or watching the news that is just terrifying and Mm -hmm. for me it's like okay the little time that I have I'm going to make a cup of tea and maybe watch something really positive and hopefully Mm -hmm. that will just continue and build on that and it does and it did and that's what Mm -hmm. and I'm still doing it (laughs) yeah it's making that conscious choice to do something that's going to make you feel better and uplift you or just progress you forward instead of doing something that's going to make you feel stale and you know how you're going to feel afterwards. Yeah. I never wanted to lose to myself. I think that's the thing. I yeah. just did not want to lose myself. And it's only, and I have to say, I've styled thousands of women's over the years. Like that was the number one thing is women lost themselves. And so for me, look, maybe you can say that I had a bit of insider knowledge And I think during my pregnancy, I just kept telling myself, I don't want to lose myself, but I can totally see how you can lose yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's what you do. It's not even about losing yourself. It's about how do you meet her again? Mm -hmm. And that's scary. How do you date yourself again? No one, yeah. you don't get taught how to be an adult. Like you just, you become a teenager, then you enter adulthood, you're just winging life and then you become a mom and then there's no life lesson. You just wing in life. And I Everybody think, is, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of the times we just get so caught up in just feeling lost and it's so easy to fall into that. And yeah, just taking steps, little steps, 5% steps. Doesn't have to be big Five, things. A little bit every day. It amounts to something massive though. Yeah. I'd love to know like how you found actually showing up on social media while you were going through all of that. Look, okay. So going back to what fuels you, I 
thrive knowing I get to help someone. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I always lean into who can I call and help them? That's where I get my energy source. I'm, I'm a big, if I can help someone, it helps me. So for me showing up online, whenever I do it, I always have the question of, will this help somebody else? If it's an instant yes, I do it. I show up and I typically get responses saying, your message really resonated with me. Thank you so much. I was having a horrible day today. I really liked it. And that is what fuels me is because I'm so passionate about just helping people and helping women that it actually helps me. So that's where I get my energy from. There are moments where I have struggled and I typically just won't show up. So I have found that people want to hear my labor story and I've chosen not to share it because I don't want to share it. And I think that's the other thing is like, I'm so myself is what you see is what you get. And I will show up and I'll tell you how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, but I'll also be honest and tell you that, no, you don't get parts of me either because that was really traumatic for me. And I think I don't really want to tap into that. I'm not ready to tap into that just yet. And I'm also not for show. I'm also, I don't just do things to seek attention or to have people feel like I know there's a lot of influencers out there who just post because they want to post. I post because I get to post. I I post because I like to post. I've created this life. I've created this community. And at the end of the day, it really comes back to the people. So Mm -hmm. I'm just posting what I post and having a good old time. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And being a mum, I have a new level of confidence now. I used to be a big people pleaser. I used to really care about the algorithm. I used to really care about, oh, I should be posting this trend because people really love this. And oh my God, if I shared something outside of fashion, I would see a lot of people drop off. And I used to care so much. But now being a mom, I go, why, why, why am I pleasing everyone? I can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. People are going to be mad at me with whatever I post. So I'm going to post me. I'm just going to continue being me. And I think that that came from being a mom as well. And just showing up and doing it because I get to do it. Doing it because I love to do it. And if I don't, if I'm having a bad day, I just won't. I'll knock off. Mm -hmm. I won't go on for a whole week. And then I'll pop on up and be like, here's all my vibey content because I've got to fill my cup up as well. But again, it does come back to offline. I am doing things to help my mindset. So I am, again, I'm not listening to the news. I'm not around bad people. (laughs) I have amazing people. Um, My husband is my biggest support. I make sure that I, I read a book last night and made a cup of tea. Like I make sure that I do things offline to fill my cup up and spend quality time with my family first then I come online and I give that so that's only when I can do that and it's just a Mm -hmm. snowball effect and at the moment my posting now is just encouraging more people to be featured on my page because I had the thought recently I don't want it to be about me it's about everyone so Mm -hmm. it's just yeah I hope that answers the questions I feel like I just threw out (laughs) what I was thinking I know that when I was going through some really really 
difficult things in my life. I've been on social media probably about the same amount of time as you. So I started maybe seven, seven or eight years ago. And whenever I was going, because I've been through a lot of traumatic things since I started my social media career and which I'm not going to go to go into right now, but been through a lot. While I was going through that, I was showing up in a way that wasn't authentically me. And because I was so like, I need to do this every day to progress, but I found it actually hurt me more than it helped in my opinion it did anyway because I wasn't myself my content was reflective of that and then my audience changed because I was not myself my community changed because of that so my a lot of my community dropped off and then I got a new one Mm -hmm. or like new people came but then when I found my found this other version of myself and I was showing up as who I was then didn't resonate anymore didn't make any sense so I really like that you are okay and okay with dropping off for a bit if you can't show up the way you want to show up. Mm -hmm. I love that you said you do things to fill your cup offline Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people do tend to do things for social media only Mm -hmm. for the purpose of posting it. I'm not like that. I'm very similar to you. Like I don't, I don't watch the news. I'm very careful about what I consume online. I do a lot of work offline in order to create, you know, whatever content comes from it, lovely. But most of the time, what I do is offline in order to give as and much as I can. And I think you actually made a point in my last podcast, in my podcast interview with you. It really hit me. You said that you'll typically go to the gym or something, and then you'll just get like an insight of a beautiful quote or a beautiful message or something, and you'll just post a body positive picture with the with the quote. And that really is how I found you, because. And that's probably where you've built this new vibration because you've now decided to tap into how am I feeling today and what sort of quote and inspiration can I put out there? Maybe mm-hmm. someone can hear that, maybe not. And you actually said, if it doesn't help someone, at least it's helping you. And I think that's yeah. why I really resonate with you because again, authentically showing up as yourself hosting that really brings out the true people that need to hear your message yeah and I I think a big part of like the podcast itself is like any of my content really is like if it just helps one person and I know everybody says this but if it does help one person then I've done what I wanted to do yes even if it was me (laughs) yeah yeah even if it was just me I think it's a beautiful mindset it's a gorgeous mindset people get really really stuck in the in social media and and I've actually had a lot of conversations with people about this lately but um, a friend of mine was telling me that she has she's kind of worked out her life offline now yeah right it's interesting to see how different her friendships are now like I completely understand that because I went through the same thing there was a time where I was just performing for a little bit because I I didn't know who I was and I was struggling a lot and so I was just putting on this front that everything was okay life was beautiful you could see it in my content when you scroll down you can see where I had that change it's really interesting actually it's like that's why I've left it there because I can see my journey I think it yeah I just I can't remember my point but I I think think it's really important to stay stay authentically (laughs) you and be okay with with the changes that happen yeah. in life. Well, Instagram and social media, they trap you because you feel mm. like you're not doing enough because there is this yeah. algorithm behind everything. And when we first start our pages, it does start off fun and it starts off, I'm just going to do this, put myself out there. And then you fall into the, wow, I'm getting a lot of attention or attraction and my growth. And you fall into the numbers, analytics, you fall into what your other influencer friends are doing and you see them skyrocketing and maybe one month you have a big growth and then maybe you don't and 
It is so controlling and consuming. And I have also been there from a few years back. I used to be obsessed where I would be working way late at night, making sure my content was planned out, making sure that, again, I was a people pleaser. This is what the people want to see. This is what the algorithm wants to see. Although I liked the content, I wasn't in love. Mm -hmm. And now I look back and I think, I don't care. I do not care anymore whether or not I make a hundred new friends based off this content that I'm just consistently pushing out or I make one friend because (laughs) really I'm doing it for myself and it is that quote of and if I can help one person (laughs) then I'm happy and but it's true because really that's what it is at the end of the day and people really feel that I remember one day I went to best and less in a really bad mood and I did the whole oh I needed content I hadn't posted all week I'm just gonna go to best and less and I hated everything I wore but and I hesitated to post it and I thought I mean it's still fashion right like surely people will pick up on it it became my worst reel and my friend messaged me and she said are you okay and I said what do you (laughs) what do you mean no this is stuff this this is what changed it she said, are you okay? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, your real just feels off. There's just something about your energy in it. I, I saw it and I went meh and I scrolled past it. And she said, typically I look at your content and I'm inspired. And I said, okay, I have, I have to tell you that I was in a meh mood. So the fact that you felt meh, did I just, did I transfer that meh energy over to you? And that was a moment where I went, wow, the power of if your cup isn't full and you're not doing it for yourself, what are you transferring to other people online? What are they binging? How are they feeling? And I see it. I see it when I'm in my vibe, which I am. I'm in my stylish mum era now because I've finally done all the things that I need to do. I do feel the energy. It's opportunities like yourself who have reached out and said, want to be on my podcast. And it's only because I'm doing things to help feel myself first, not meh. I don't want to yeah. be a meh. And I always go back to that story. <laughs> I love, I love when things happen like that, where it's like, oh, you have that realization that like you actually, it, what you do actually does really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like not just to other people, but I mean, every day, those little things that you are doing to, like you said, fill your cup, they actually really matter and yeah. they really amount to something. And I think with your content, especially, I don't know if it's, I, I find anyways with your content, every time that you post something and you're honest about how you're feeling or what you're going through, you can tell like with your content. It's yeah. very, it's wild to me how good <laughs> you are at translating how you actually are and how you're going to make people feel that and empathize with it. I don't I know. Think I think it's just, yeah. my friend said this the other day. She she always messages me and she said, you're so authentic in the way that you sell your products. It doesn't even feel like selling in the mm-hmm. way that you show up and you talk about a brand, whether it's something that you're annoyed at or something that you love. It never feels full what's your secret and I'm like because it's not forced yeah (laughs) because I'm talking as if I'm talking to you and that's actually what I do when I show up online and I'm doing those face stories I don't think about 70,000 people watching me (laughs) that'd drive me crazy I'd be like so scared thinking I've got a room of 70,000 people I literally just go I'm talking to a friend and it's going to hit or it's not going to hit and that's just me I'm just going to say how it is and what I'm thinking and I think that's what it is I don't yeah yeah I think that's what it is you can tell you can tell (laughs) (laughs) it 
gives I think your content, especially your stories, um, give FaceTime vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Majorly. <laughs> FaceTime Majorly. vibes. Love yeah. that. I love that. I love watching your stories for that reason because I'm like, oh, I'm just catching up with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was just uh, I actually had a friend who's um she sent me a voice not a friend, sorry, I actually had a, a random follower sent me a voice message saying that her husband heard me playing my story out loud and he yelled out, Is that your friend Sarah from She's So Seasonal? And she said, Yeah, that's my friend, as if we were having a FaceTime. Yeah, and that's it's so really cute. cute. Yeah, and I'll have people come up to me at Target. I had a lady come up to me two days ago um, and have a chat with me. Or sometimes they'll be like, she's so seasonal and then run away. And I'm like, yeah. oh, why do you run away from me? Let's have a chat. <laughs> but that's that really shows how approachable you actually are and how your content shows that as well. Thank like how you. easy it is to talk to you. But if it people comes can back. come up to you and not. Yeah. Well, yeah, it comes back to my whole story of mm-hmm. that red dress. And yeah. I never wanted to be that content creator where it was always about me. It was about getting brand deals. It was about running a successful business. No, because your customers, this is the other thing, become your first customer. Mm-hmm. You are your first customer. If you don't freaking love your product and you love what you do and you're in it as if you are the customer and you're wowed every single day by the products that you do and the things that you talk about, what is the point? I feel Mm -hmm. like there is so much fakeness online that that was the one thing and promise I wanted to make is I will talk to as many people as I can. My DMs are crazy full, but I will. I'll go through and I'll reply to at least five or 10 a day because Mm. there is another woman behind that screen who's possibly having a really bad day and you just sending her a love heart saying thank you or hello, something like that might just lift her entire week. And Mm. I know the power of words. I've been there. Yeah, I do the exact same thing especially with messages that I get, I will go out of, I will always make sure that I'm replying to people in a sincere way. And if they have questions, I'm answering them because I've also, you know, I've DM'd people and then they've not replied or they've replied really bluntly. And I've been like, oh, it's a feeling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm no longer invested in your content. And it's that quickly. It happens that fast. That fast. Yeah. You know, I've had built some really beautiful friendships online as well. So I'm really grateful for that. And I We'll never take that for granted. Very but like you just said, right, you literally just said that you've spoken to people online and they've spoken back poorly and you've mm-hmm. gone that fast. I'm no longer invested in you. We do. People invest in us. Like we are helping people because hopefully we're real. But there is yeah. so much fakeness that I think people are afraid to trust influencers or trust people online because there is that level of are they genuinely loving the product that they're talking about are Are they they, selling it are they just selling it and I think it's really great to hear that you're the same as me and by replying back and answering their questions and saying like I'm so honest I had um someone asked me about a product that I promoted recently for a brand and she asked me if it was breastfeeding friendly and I said no hell no I was like uh-uh mm-hmm. I was like uh-uh do not buy this product but buy this product I'm not afraid to sit there and not give her a discount code to make sure that I'm I don't even know I don't care about that stuff I care yeah. about the person and I care mm-hmm. about the if I believe that what I'm wearing 
wearing and promoting isn't going to be a fit for you, I will tell you it's not going to be a fit for you. Yes, I do the same thing. So I love that you do that because it's very important. And I think sometimes people can get a bit thrown by that. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's a bit mean. And it's like, no, I'm actually trying to help you out. Yeah, I think they don't expect it maybe. And then maybe it's just, it's how we approach it and say, look, um, yes, this is a trend. Like years ago, there were these Kmart pants and they were just itchy and gross. And like, I love you, Kmart, I love you, sis, but come on, sometimes your product is crap. And yeah. every freaking influencer was just, it was a big trend. It was in the Daily Mail. Everyone was talking about these trendy checked long pants. And I thought, all right, I hate, I hate jumping on trends. I do the opposite. If I see something trending, I actually post the opposite because I don't like seeing the same thing over and over in my feed. I feel like mm-hmm. where's the difference? And yeah. so I jumped on the trend. I thought, all right, everyone is talking about these amazing pants. They were disgusting. They were itchy. I had a rash up my leg. Okay, so get this. I spoke about it on my story and I said, love came up products so much, but unfortunately I have to be honest, these pants are disgusting. I would not recommend them. They are hella itchy. And I got mm-hmm. so many responses saying, thank Thank you for speaking up. I was influenced by this influencer. I hated the quality. I returned it. I can't trust her anymore. I even had influencers come out to me saying that they apologized on their stories for lying. And then Kmart took the product off because they yeah. realized there was a problem with the design when they ordered it online, when they ordered it overseas. I don't know. There was something about the product was wrong and it was making people's skin flare up. It was itchy or what off. But I was the first person to actually stop and say, wait a second, why is no one talking about this? And I think yeah. that's what makes my content a little bit different. It's the same as when the target prices were raising and no one was talking about targets prices going up. Yeah. I'm not afraid to love the product, but also second guess the product and say, mm-hmm. wait a second, I've been following you for years. Uh-uh, we're going to talk about this. And I yeah. think that's sort of what makes my content a little bit different and just keeping it real because it's yeah. like, again, it's like I'm just talking to you because I'm not yeah. going to sit there and say to you, how about these uh, uh, Kima pants, right? Right, they're good, huh? And I'm like, going to pretend they're really good after I just purchased <laughs> them and throw them in the bin. Yeah, like you want, you should get, you should get them, girl. Like if we were genuinely having a conversation as friends outside of social media, we would be saying, oh, those Kima pants are itchy. I had a rash up my leg. Like we would actually share those chats together. Yeah. Why are people yeah. not doing that online? I think they're Look, so you know, what you've just you've actually just inspired me a little bit (laughs) oh yeah what to share what have you got to share oh just because I I don't do that enough I used to do it all the time but I don't do that enough anymore and I what stops more what stops me is I like to keep most of my content fairly positive and so when I feel like I'm going to jump on and I'm going to share something I don't like or something that's bothered me it's going to it's it's literally just perception and I'm fully aware of this this is the thing I'm fully aware of it it's me having a perception of keep wanting to keep a perception of myself yes and wanting to keep my content positive for others because I I hate drawing it energy from people and making them feel like like upset or sad or triggered or you know whatever that is what if it's not okay. about keeping it, it it's not about just being positive it's about being mm. honest and truthful which is also positive because what yeah. you're really doing is you're being the leader for people who don't have the confidence to speak up or 
the money to go buy a beautiful outfit and they've just been influenced online and that was their whole pocket that was their whole income was to get that dress they got the dress Mm -hmm. they go home and it's itchy it's it's not a good quality and Mm -hmm. and they think it's about them they think their skin is the problem but maybe if only there was one influencer out there who actually spoke about it and it doesn't have to come across in a mean way that's how I do my content is if I want to shed light on a conversation that isn't being spoken about I will never be rude about it it's Mm -hmm. about engaging with the whole community and saying guys I've noticed this I personally feel like this is not on and Maybe we need to shed some light into this. What are your thoughts? It's about the way that you approach it and thinking about that one person who might go home and blame herself. But really, Mm -hmm. if she saw your content and you said whatever it is the conversation is about, it's still positive because think about how you feel. It's about being that true leader and that influence online where you're not being mean, you're being Mm -hmm. honest and you're being transparent. And it's also how you deliver that. It, yes, it, it's like it's a how, big part of it. Yeah, it's a big part Delivering. of how you deliver it. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly would love to see more creators out there speaking up about things that are on their mind and not always have. And and I'm like you, I'm very positive. I like to make sure my content is happy and people feel that. But I also know the powerful message behind it when you are also sharing those other side of honest content. Yeah. Yeah. So I I totally understand that. And I really like your perspective on it because I, I share very, like I share fairly honestly, especially when it comes to like when I was very depressed and going through all of that. It's been more like when it comes to products, I don't really buy a lot of them. So when I have a bad experience, I'm like, I'm just not even going to bother. I'm just not even going to bother. But I really like that you said you're actually like by being honest about a product, like you are actually helping somebody. I would love that. If I saw you posting about a product that I was maybe second guessing or thinking Mm -hmm. about, and I saw you go, Hey guys, I bought this skincare product. Look, honestly, this is how I feel about it. You might've had a different Mm -hmm. experience, but the truth is I don't think I'll be wearing this again. Mm -hmm. And to me, I would go, I trust you. I value you. The Mm -hmm. fact that you're actually being honest is so raw and different. I'm going to trust you even more. And it's about building that trust factor because you are being trust and and truthfully you actually gain more online like I get more brand deals because I'm being honest and I've had brand deals message me saying can you please do a honest review on my brand <laughs> and I'm yeah. like and you're like sure oh, sure, <laughs> sure. I, like it, I, and I've had I've turned down brand deals where after I've said yes but then I've done a bit more research into them and I've come back to them and said, actually, no, you're not a good fit for my audience because yeah. I don't want to take on anything. I t- I barely take on brand deals for this reason because it's not about the money for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's again, it comes back to that person that I think she's watching me, she's relying on me and I'm also relying on myself. Like it's an, in- it's an integrity feeling. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not honest with myself, who even am I? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> You're spitting some truth bombs today. I really am. And I love it. I'm so here for it. <laughs> but I do want to talk about your community a little bit more, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Because um, I would, I really wanted to know a bit more about your membership and how that whole thing kind of came about and how that works. Because I, 
you know, I've been following you for a while. So when I see your membership come up and your community come up and I see all of these women wearing these outfits and the inspiration, I'm very intrigued by it. So would you be open to sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I run this membership called The Outfit Edits. Mm -hmm. It basically started when I was doing back-to-back styling sessions and I got burnt out and I sat with myself and I thought I really really love helping women but I cannot help everyone if all I'm doing is just one-on-one back to back to back I can't serve the world I want to serve the world that's where I want to be and I looked at my consultation forms and I spread them all out on my table and I thought what is the common because one of the questions is give me three reasons why you booked this session one of the most common answer out of all the women I styled were I don't know how to mix and match my wardrobe pieces along with body confidence as well how to love your body but the wardrobe piece one was the biggest one so I took my dog on a walk and we went to a dog park and I (laughs) I don't know you're gonna call me weird but I sat there and I spoke to the trees because I love nature and I love the universe and I love just feeling like Maybe there's someone listening to me, even if I'm just in my own energy. So my dog was running around the park. It was just me. The wind was breezing and I looked at the trees and I was like, can I just have some sort of inspiration given to me? I really want to do, I really want to serve the world, but how can I do that? How can I be different? How do I do this? And literally, I'm not even kidding. This message in my head said, design style guides and make a membership of it. And I remember going, okay, that's spooky. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually what? And I was walking home and I was thinking about thinking about it. And then I went on Pinterest to get some inspiration for a client. And I saw this little template. It was a little fashion template. And I thought, that's it. That is the thing. I am going to design style guides, but they're going to be from affordable brands that I'm already doing. And I'm going to put it together and make a little guide where any woman can join in and they can either shop the pieces or recreate the same look and feel trendy with their wardrobe pieces. So Mm -hmm. I put it out there in my community because I never ever make a product without involving my community first because there's no point in wasting my time if they don't want it. So I said, I'm burnt out. I can't keep doing one-on-one sessions. Would you be open to a little hub where I design styles for you and you can just copy and do it? Do it however you wish, whether you buy it, you copy it exactly, or you play around with the styles. And I got a lot of yeses because no one, and still to this day, no one is doing it in Australia. From I haven't found anyone else doing it. And I did it. I made the membership. It, I did it within like a week. I set it all up. I started with seven outfit templates and now it's 14. They get 14 weekly updated styling templates. Amazing. They also have, um, we also have a big Facebook group chat that's private. So you can ask 24 seven support what you want to wear on a cruise. If you're going on a date night, here's my outfit edit inspo from the template. Like it's a vibe. It's a proper community. We're about to look at doing um, member catch-ups where we go out for coffee, we go chicks to the flicks. Like we're really looking at making this an actual community. And that's what it, it just all came back to the fact that women needed help 
learning how to style. How can I help everybody? I'll design these templates. I'll put the pieces together and then they can recreate the looks and that's sort of where it is. That's just a very quick summary of the outfit edits. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you know that you're one of the only people doing it. You're the only person doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I, I was so intrigued by it because I actually, I've never come across anybody doing a membership with the is it outfit edits yeah yeah it's a member it's yeah, a so, the, mem- so the templates do they get those in their emails yeah, or is it more yeah. yeah so every single Sunday night at 6 p.m they get an email with all the styles loaded from the latest trendy looks they can click and shop and I work on all brands like Target Kmart Susan Gray um Witchery sometimes but mainly affordable like very fashion common brands. ones mainly common fashion yeah. like affordable ones best and less like the ones that you typically yeah. see on my feed anyway Way. Mm-hmm. And they can click and they can shop the products or they can look at the designs and source inspiration to wear from their own wardrobe pieces, which is the big message of it all. Yeah. And so I do 16 of those every single week. So I am up designing all the time, but I love it. <laughs> And they get to chat with me. They get to chat with me. And I've got a staff member, Kimberly, who is my edits assistant. So she runs my email. She's in the community. She's basically me. And we both jump in and we recently, we helped someone help. We we recently helped someone with her body shape. She Mm -hmm. wanted to know if she was a pear or an hourglass. So Kimberly actually helped her with her measurements. I'm actually a little sneak peek here. I'm actually (laughs) going to be training Kimberly up to be doing styling sessions and I'm looking at bringing stylists into She's So Seasonal and having my own styling team where I'll be sort of the the leader of it all and just helping more women be reached all around the world as well. Mm. So, yeah, it started off as me just doing one-on-one, figuring out women need to know how to mix and match their wardrobe. It's simple as that to I'll design all the edits for you. I'll design style templates. Every single week, you'll have a full list of looks that you can recreate. And that's it. And here we are. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that you found (laughs) something with a need, came up with something creative and different and easy for them to access. And it's very simple. And I remember like before we started recording, you were saying like, just keep it simple. Yes. And it makes it so, so easy to do. Like if you simplify it, and make it easy for people to consume, they want to be involved anyway. Yeah, and I've been running it for, I think it's been three or four years now coming up, and I have shifted and changed the membership over the years, and like I mentioned, it started off with eight styles, and then I moved it to 14 styles, and then I added styling videos, and I added, I'm a bit of a... I'm a tech nerd. I ha- I coded my website. So I coded this <laughs> styling wheel where you can click it and it will pick an outfit for you. So that's in the membership. Cute. That's fun. I, um, that's a bit fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit fun. Um, then I started adding all of these. I added. I started adding more and more and more into the membership. And then I went through a period where I decided to break the membership up and have two tiers um, with two different pricing, one where they could actually chat with me directly, um, one where they just get the templates and it just became messy Mm -hmm. and I just combined it all back to one membership and kept it simple Mm -hmm. again and thought well you got to learn in business like we're really it's just me running the show and I'm just learning what people want to need but yeah like you said it's really easy getting caught up with what everyone else is doing online and feeling like you need to add all the things but really all you need to do is what do people need make it simple for them and now that I'm a mom my whole message with my membership is I make you get dressed so effortless and easy in the mornings. 
I use it so much now for myself because I'm a mom. And again, be your own customer. The amount of times where I've woken up and gone, I feel like absolute crap. I have nothing to wear in my wardrobe. Wait a second. I'm going to whip out my outfit membership. I'm going to have all these styles that I can flick through and bam, I'm going to copy that with my wardrobe and I look like a vibe. I don't have to think about it. And that's my job. My job is to make sure that you don't have to think about what you wear for the day so that you can actually focus on the other things that you are so busy with. I'll yeah, do your and it's, it's really interesting because I love I love how this is set up and how simple it is because I know that so many people and I do it as well. Like I just jump online and I will scroll, scroll and scroll and scroll until I find something that I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll try that. <laughs> See how it goes. Um, I don't know where it's from. If I want to go, you know, I want to put together an outfit. I want something new. I don't know where it's from. So then I'm still scrolling and I'm looking and then I'm checking the comments and there's so much time wasted. Mm -hmm. So I love that this is so simple and easy and there's so many options for people as well. Just incredible. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you. Like (laughs) we scroll so much online and we get overwhelmed (laughs) with shopping choices. Oh, and I thought, well, no, I'm going to select a weekly style guide where you don't have to think about scrolling anymore. You can get these styles, you can choose to buy them. I'll pick some really cool trendy pieces, but also pieces that you can easily recreate from your own wardrobe. So those were the two main goals when I made this membership and it's been amazing. And and now it's, like I said, it started with style guides, but people, people come in for the style guides, but they stay for the community. Yeah, I've seen like some of the screenshots that you've posted of women posting their outfit and I get like a screenshot of the the guide as well like the little edit um and then the comments as well yeah it's incredible it's so it's so hard to find a good quality community I find like Facebook community where people are engaged as well yes and they actually respond to comments and they get involved so you've done amazing in that sense and I think you should be really proud of yourself thank you I am really proud of it and again I am my first customer so I love what I do I love my business I'm in it 24-7. I engage. And I think what a lot of people lack, and I see this with brands as well, is that they are not involved. They put a product out and they're not involved. People want to feel like you care about them and that you also like what you do because there's so many things out there that people do for money. It's not about money. It's really about helping people and helping me. It always comes back to helping me as well. I find that if you are serving from a place of love, I guess, and you're there to help, it comes anyways. What you what you need and money will follow anyway. Oh, you're following. That is a whole. We could touch on this on a whole new conversation about manifestation and money mindset (laughs) and. Oh my God, there's so much more that I can touch on. Like I'm a big manifester and I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in energy and tapping into the life that you can build and the things you can get. And yeah, so that's a whole new conversation that we could dive into. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we we were on the, what we were on chat for like an hour after our last <laughs> conversation talking about this, because after I spoke to you about manifestation, everything, I went, I went down a hole. <laughs> And you told me to watch out for that, but I did. I went down a hole and um, I came out at the other end and I was very, I, I came out with a new mindset. Yeah. Like it had adjusted how I was thinking about things. And I, yeah, I'm very grateful for that time that we had <laughs> talking about that because it really changed a lot of um, my thinking. Aww. Oh, I yeah. love that. Thank you. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions by any chance? I am. Oh my God, stop. Let me have a sip of my water. <laughs> 
I'm like, my mouth is so dry. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Okay, I'm going to ask you to answer these in a sentence or less. So, <laughs> okay, whatever comes to mind. Can I even do that? Uh, <laughs> yes, like, you can. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, question number one is what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? Life. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? You can't do it, so don't even bother. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Just be yourself and you'll always win. What is the most rewarding thing about your business? The love that I get and give. And what was your dream job, quote unquote dream job, when you were younger? To be a dolphin trainer. (laughs) (laughs) You would be the cutest dolphin trainer ever. (laughs) I really wanted to be a dolphin trainer. I loved it. Oh, I love that. Um, (laughs) It's really interesting when I always ask about the worst piece of advice people have because sometimes they don't even know because they've forgotten. Yeah. Don't even bother. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think. I don't know if there was any sort of advice that really stood by me, but for Mm -hmm. what I did remember, what came to me was that I wanted to start the outfit edits and I went to Mm -hmm. a friend and I said, hey, I've got this really cool idea. I think it would be hit. What do you think? And that was her reaction. Oh, really? I'm weirdly fueled again by people telling me not I'm (laughs) I get inspired to do the opposite to what people say Mm -hmm. and she did say to me I don't see this being a thing I don't don't even bother it's a waste of time no I can't see this no and in my heart I thought no I'm gonna prove you wrong no Mm -hmm. just because that's what you're telling me is not my story I'm going to find that and if you're right at least I gave it a go so that's why I answered it in that way that's what came through to me is someone just saying don't even bother it's Mm -hmm. no bother until you don't need to bother when you get told something like that I used to be like oh maybe I can't and I think that that is really important to note how important like how much of an impact your words have the amount of dreams that get crushed by bad advice is insane oh yeah we get so caught up listening to everyone else and again it comes back to your environment shut out the noise just do the damn thing wear the damn outfit and live life you never know you never know where your life can suddenly change if you just take the action. You're like one decision away from a completely different life. 100%, yes. Yeah, because it that's all it takes. It takes one yes. It could be one outfit. I'm yeah. going to say that because I know people who have worn outfits and then gotten a modeling job there you go. and it's kick-started kick their modeling career. Oh, my God. Anything. It could be anything. And I think it's just take a leap, but a try. If it doesn't work, then change the plan. It's just no, just live your life. (laughs) Yeah, just live your life. I think this whole podcast has just been so inspiring and just about living your life, Mm -hmm. doing, being authentic, showing up, and the rest will always follow. It will follow the right path. There is no right or wrong path. Like sometimes we get stuck in decisions where should I go down this one or this one? You're never going to know the answer. Yeah. You just. You you won't know what the other one's going to do anyways. You can't do do both. You can do both, but. If you do the other one, it's after you've learned something from the other one. That's so, so <laughs> true. And not making a decision is a decision. So make the damn yeah. decision. <laughs> just pick one. I always say to my kids, like, just just pick one. My daughter especially, she'll be like, oh, mom, should I wear this top or this top? And I'm like, babe, what do you feel like wearing? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I like them both. I'm like, yeah, but what do you feel like wearing right now? And she's like, oh, yeah. okay, close your eyes. Just pick one. Just pick one. Yes. <laughs> and then if you don't like it when you put it on, put the other one on. Yes. It's, it's not. 
Yeah, and actually, that's how you can tell. There's a really good trick my husband and I do when we can't decide on something is we'll flip a coin and we'll say, okay, so this is a cheesy Mm -hmm. example. Let's say Thai food, Indian food, and we'll flip a coin. And if we got the Thai food, but we're both feeling a bit down about it, we really secretly knew that, that we wanted Indian for dinner. So it's it's when you flip a coin, you'll actually know the real answer by yeah. your reaction to what you got. That's interesting because I actually do something really similar. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So when I'm like crippled by a decision, um, generally I'll flip a coin and I will try to really tap into what I'm feeling as that. T- it's really quick, but yes. as I flip it, I try to flip it hard. So I have a second to think about what I want it to be I when love. it falls. Yes. So if it gets to, you know, I say heads, I want Thai food. Yeah. But as it was, you know, flipping, I realized I want an Indian. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it landed yes. on because I knew what I wanted in that second. Like that's how I kind of make decisions when I'm struggling to like figure out what I want. Everyone's going to be listening to this flipping coins now for making yeah. big decisions. In We're life. bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Flip a coin. We'll, we'll make a hashtag for you. <laughs> Flip a coin. Flip a coin. So before we wrap up, did you want to share any last little tidbits of advice for anybody who might be listening today? I think if you're struggling trying to find yourself, just look at your life and go, what is something I can do that is 5% extra to up level the vibration? So does that look like buying some cute sneakers and wearing some cute sneakers around? Does that look like getting out of the house and going to the mailbox? Does that look like calling that friend that you've been putting off? Like what is 5% extra that you can do right now to make yourself feel that little bit better? And if you do that every single day, eventually you'll get to 100% and you'll find yourself. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's been so lovely. Oh, I have loved having you and I always love chatting to you and I'm so grateful and so thankful that you said yes to coming on to today I think that a lot of people resonate with your story as it is and if they don't already love you then they will after listening to this episode so (laughs) thank you so much thank you for being a vibe and for everything you do as well (laughs) before you go did you want to share where people can find you on socials or if they want to join your community yes so you can find me at she's so seasonal on instagram tiktok mainly instagram is what i use and my website is she's seasonal.com.au and you'll find my outfit edits there but just find me on instagram send me a dm we can have a chat and yeah that's really it i'm mainly there (laughs) okay amazing i'll put everything in the show notes anyway so it'll be easy to access but yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you okay i know it that was just such an amazing conversation i left after chatting with sarah feeling so 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 incredibly inspired and i just really took away from this chat so much about being authentically myself and knowing what is important to me and sharing that and being okay with sharing that i have always struggled a little bit with people pleasing and And I think that that is a very common thing that a lot of people go through, especially we don't want to face judgment constantly. And a lot of the time that that does come from us as well. I think it's really great to see lots of people trying to be more themselves and nothing else. And I find that for me, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was accept who I am and accept all of the parts of me. And I think Sarah does that so beautifully and shares that so beautifully. And it's very, very inspiring. So I hope that you guys took something away from this 
conversation. If you loved this episode and want to share it around, I would absolutely love that. It is you guys that helps this podcast grow. So if you can share it around or share it on your socials um, and let people know about the episode, I would appreciate it so, so, so much. But until next week, I hope you have an incredible weekend and I will chat to you on Monday. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Rise of Her podcast. I am a one woman show. So if you have a moment to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you again and bye for now.